You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hello, everybody. This is Father Craig Vosick, your host for Real Presence Live today, coming to you from the University of Mary, Bismarck, North Dakota. We are entering into our second hour of live programming for the day. Uh, in the last hour, we spoke to Monsignor Schumacher, and I gave you a little rundown on what prayer is. This hour, we will visit with some people about uh, the import or the spiritual impact uh, of a Marian shrine called Medjugorje, and we will also recite the Holy Rosary together in the second half of the hour, which will be great. I really enjoy. In the last hour, I told you that prayer is not only uh, like uh, sitting and being quiet or not only rec- recitation of the rosary or not only uh, participation in the mass but I, I, if, uh, if you heard me wrong please uh, let me correct myself I don't mean that those things are bad at all uh, they, are, they are magnificent they are powerful uh, and they are part of the great treasury of the church and so I am really delighted when I am able to uh, recite the holy rosary with you it's really, uh, uh, really beautiful it's hard for me I'll just be honest it's hard for me to sit still and pray the rosary. Um, I really like to go on rosary walks. Uh, I really like that. Um, but it's easy for me to sit still and recite the rosary when I know that you're all with me. Um, that's no problem at all, and I really like interceding for all of your needs. Uh, we celebrated yesterday. What day is it today? Monday? Yeah, exactly. Does anybody else have trouble figuring out what day it is these days? Uh, It is Monday. Yesterday was Trinity Sunday. We talked about the great love of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, This great mystery, this great truth of the Christian faith, which the Holy Spirit makes known to us after Pentecost. We now know that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We will be celebrating the great feast of Corpus Christi. It's typically on Thursday, but in a lot of places it's moved to Sunday so that we don't miss it. I wonder... I wonder if everybody in the United States, every Catholic in the United States, um, said to like the bishop's conference, if they all said, hey, Corpus Christi seems like it's supposed to be on a Thursday, we will all promise to come to Mass on Thursday as well as Sunday. I wonder if they'd move it back because... Um, it's, uh, it's a Thursday feast, uh, Thursday, the day of the institution of the Holy Eucharist, Holy Thursday. And so to mark that uh, on Thursday is a really beautiful thing uh, because it is, there's something about a novena there. There's something about an octave. Now, what is the octave connected to? There is the ascension. When we have the ascension, it is nine days to Pentecost. So that's the original novena. And then Pentecost to Trinity Sunday. Trinity Sunday is the octave day of um, of Pentecost, and then Corpus Christi is on a Thursday, and then, oh yeah, that's what it is, uh, an octave day after that, or maybe it's a novena, I can't remember now, is uh, the great feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus Christ, uh, the following Friday. So there's all these beautiful feasts. I, I can't even keep them straight, but maybe you do. Um, but we're in that time of the church where we get to celebrate all of these feasts. Uh, now, we're going to move into our first segment of our second hour, and we're going to visit with John and Pam. Are you there? Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Thanks for being with us this morning. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Well, Pam and I, I'm John, by the way. Yeah. Pam and I are both raised in rural farming communities. 
consisting of folks who are mostly all scions of Germans from Russia with the Catholic faith. I'm from Karlsruhe, where the smart immigrants settled, and Pam is from <laughs> Stockford. <laughs> no need for comparison after my description of Karlsruhe. <laughs> Our grandparents were all born in Odessa, Russia, and immigrated to North Dakota. And my oldest aunt was also born over there. Okay. So we don't know. We could possibly be related, but we don't check into it. We don't even want to know. <laughs> Leave well enough alone. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Most great. of the Germans from Russia I meet in in Bismarck area are all all their ancestors are from that same area. But uh, anyway, great, Pam. Anything I, you want to say uh, more about uh, just yourselves, or maybe just a little bit of your background of your Catholic faith? Well, I started out at the local school in Karlsruhe because that's all we had. I don't know if my parents would have done that if we had another choice, but back in those days, I had some bad experiences in the parochial school because of the extreme disciplinary actions of the nuns and the priests back in those days. 1957 is when I was in first grade, and I really had a like a fear or a dislike of the whole system because of what I went through in school. And I wasn't a bad kid, according to my mom. And so when my mom told me about when I was a junior in high school that it was my choice if I wanted to go to church or not, I immediately quit going. Yeah. And then I didn't go to church for decades until I met Pam, and just out of respect for her, I started going back to church with her, and it didn't take much for me to fall back into the groove because of of my past and upbringing, except that the church had changed profoundly, and so I kept going to church with her, and then we just happened to be with just a Paragon priest by the name of Father Charlie Height, and he changed my whole attitude about Catholicism. Mm. And so I began to go because I kind of looked forward to hearing what he had to say. He didn't just stand up there on the podium and, and yell like when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. He actually came down right in the middle of the aisle, and he stand right in, right in between the pews and talk to us. And it was never anything written down. He just spoke from his heart. Yeah. And so I came to accept that as a, it was just all positive. Yeah, great. So attitude uh, changed completely. Yeah. Pam, are you, are you there? Could you share a little bit about your faith background with us? Well... I was raised a little bit different than John. We were in a very happy Catholic um, family. Just We practiced the basics. My complete education was in Catholic school. Um, 
all the way through my nursing education at Mary College back then, hey, University great. of Mary now. Yay. And my, my experiences were good. I always loved my Catholic faith. Um, and when John and I met, I just said to him that I will never beg you to go to church with me, but when I go, I expect you to be at my side. Mm. So here we are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So uh, we want to talk today about Medjugorje. Pam, what, uh, what inspired you to make your first pilgrimage to Medjugorje? You know, I've always had just this desire to be around Mary. My mother loved our Blessed Mother. My mom always walked around with the rosary. It, um, and I remember her, I always called it her blue rosary. It was just a special rosary with, in the beads, there was a little statue of our Blessed Mother. And watching my mom with that, I just grew up to have a devotion to Mary. You know, I never ever thought much of Lourdes. I never thought much of Fatima, you know, to go and visit. But in the late 80s, when I heard about Medjugorje, it was in our time. It was happening mm. now, and I just wanted to go. Yeah. I, I just wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. So you did? <laughs> I, many years later, my... Okay. Yeah, my my first um, pilgrimage was in 2003, and how that came about was my cousins that, that were close to me, they knew that I had this desire to go to Medjugorje. Mm-hmm. And my um, one cousin went to the Spirit of Life in Mandan, and she called me on a Sunday because there was a notice in the bulletin about pilgrimage going to Medjugorje in the fall. She brought it over to me, and I called the leader that day. And he told me that he did not have two openings. He had one opening, so my cousin and I wouldn't be able to go together. And I just told him, I said, I'm a big girl. (laughs) I want to go. And... That was in 2003, and I went. Hmm. And it was nothing that I expected. <laughs> nothing. Sure. sure, that's great. So we want to hear all about that. Uh, maybe, maybe, yeah, before our break, Pam, what was, uh, list one of the things that, uh, about your, your first pilgrimage, and then we'll have to take a break, but then we can continue after that. Okay, the, my first five days were horrible. Mm. I cried. I just wanted to go home. I wanted to be back in Bismarck with John. Yeah. Homesick or but just uh, tr- just I I don't know if I no. was so fragile in my mm. faith that I just couldn't understand why people were going to church mm. always and telling me what to do and I don't know. It was just a very un settling okay. feeling inside me. I just didn't like what I was feeling at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Um, 
until I climbed Cross Mountain on my fifth day. And wow, did I have a rude awakening. Mm. We do not have time right now to jump into that. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, uh, Pam and John will continue to share with us about Medjugorje, this, uh, this uh, sh- pilgrimage destination in, in southeastern Europe. Uh, the more Pam will share more about her experience there, and they will share more about... Um, why they still go there and the the opportunity for others to go there as well. So stay with us. This is Real Presence Live. We are talking with John and Pam Cosson about Medjugorje and being able to go visit this this shrine in honor of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it'll be more with you right after this break. Real Presence Live. Father Craig Vosick, your host. Stay with us. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you desire to deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ? If so, Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota, invites you to register for a men's or women's Ignatian Silent Retreat in 2020. Every retreat is led by an experienced retreat director who will offer a series of points for prayer, inviting you to a personal encounter with Christ. For more information, you can call 605-263-1040 or visit broom-tree.org. If there is a merciful God, how can he allow such suffering? I'm Father Chris Alar. God took his greatest risk in giving you his greatest gift, free will. He risks that you may choose not to love him and to hurt your neighbor. But even then, God wants to bring a greater good out of evil. There is no worse evil than a creature nailing his creator to a tree. Yet God brought a greater good from it, your redemption. God doesn't want you to suffer, but he allows it. Why? Because your suffering can also be redemptive when you share in the cross of Christ. It is not easy, but when you learn how, it changes everything. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. All right, everybody, we are continuing Real Presence Live. This is Father Craig Vosick, your host. I am with John and Pam Cosson, and we're talking about pilgrimages to Medjugorje. When we went to the break, Pam had just shared with us that when she first went, she was drawn to go to Medjugorje, this place of uh, Marian Shrine uh, where people people make pilgrimage. She was drawn to go. When she got there, her first couple days were tough, and she actually just wanted to come home. But then there was a day when she was just starting to tell us that she was able to go up to Cross Mountain, 
uh, Cross Hill. So pick up there, Pam. You were able to go up Cross Hill, this this hill in uh, in Medjugorje uh, that has a cross at, up on the top, and, and you were able to go up there, and you had a good experience. Tell us about that. Oh, it was it was such an awakening. My youngest son, Justin, always wanted to go to Medjugorje with me. Well, when he was 14, he committed suicide. So I took this mm. pilgrimage with him really in my heart. Mm. And when I got, I mean, it, it's a very tough climb, and you're praying the um, Stations of the Cross on the way up. And when I got to the top of that mountain, I could feel Justin, I could smell him. Oh, my gosh. Mm. It was just all around me. And the presence of Jesus and Mary, I was overwhelmed. It was absolutely one of the greatest feelings and experiences I ever had. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's a, going up and coming down, it takes you about three hours. And when I got on the bottom of Cross Mountain, on the foot of Cross Mountain, I was a new person. I went straight down to St. James. I, they have adoration is always available. And I couldn't get enough of going to church every day and listening to a new English-speaking priest. I mean, it was just, it changed me. Um, I didn't realize it at that time. I definitely realized it once I got home, but it um, it was one of the greatest feelings I ever had. It was like I was set free. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and I couldn't get enough from Medjugorje after that. <laughs> of course so, you couldn't. All right, so that's where we are. <laughs> that's the that's the first impactful experience that you had there. Now, uh, Pam and John, you both are leading people uh, to that spot. You've been doing this some time, and there's going to be another pilgrimage, hopefully, coming up uh, this year. So, uh, John, why don't you start with uh, what do you focus on when you when you take people to Medjugorje? What what do you focus on, John? Well, try to make everybody. Stay in a sort of organized fashion, but to try to give each individual have their experience as a unique experience. There's a lot of questions they ask that really don't need to be asked. It's just be yourself. And the guide we have there pretty much takes over and he talks twice a day at least, and while we're on tour somewhere, you know, we don't always just go to church, or he'll take us different places to see sites, take us to different old churches, and everywhere we go, he speaks fluent English, and he explains in detail so everybody understands what's going on there. Mm -hmm. And Pretty much, that's about it. It's just a, a place of serenity and peace of mind. Yeah. It's very, very peaceful. Yeah, absolutely. What would be some of the other uh, other features of the uh, pilgrimage area, Pam? Can you share just, there's a, you mentioned there's this cross mountain. There's a couple other places and things yeah. for people to participate in. Right. We, um, 
definitely climb Apparition Hill, and that's where the alleged site is of where Mother Mary appeared to the visionaries. So we spent time on Apparition Hill. We spent time at St. James and the St. James grounds. There's several um, different opportunities for us there. There's prayer by the risen Christ. There's the luminous stations and adoration chapel, uh, silent prayer, plus the church itself. You know, people think when we go to Medjugorje that we're going to come home with holes in our genes from kneeling so much in prayer, but it's the experience. We, we're involved with the culture. We're involved with the people. We spend time at Mother's Village that the orphanage that was started um, because of the war, the Bosnian, the um, Croat-Serbian war that was going on. Um, we spent time at Shinakalo. It's a drug addiction rehabilitation center. You know, so there's so many different things that are part of Medjugorje that we partake in. Mm-hmm. Every, every pilgrimage is different. You know, it totally depends on the pilgrims that are with us. Um, and our our goal is to always make it as spiritual and meaningful for each individual. Because of because of my first experience feeling that I was told that I had to do this and I had to do that, it wasn't that way. But that's how I perceived it. I try really, really hard not to make pilgrims feel that they have to do something. Sure. It, you know, it need, their spirit needs to take them where we're going. Last year, we had the opportunity, because of the time that we went, we went in the vineyards, and it was during wine season, and we spent a day, the whole group in the vineyards, picking the grapes um, for wine season that last year. And that was an absolutely fantastic experience. Oh, I'm sure it was. <laughs> um, so I was, uh, I was in Medjugorje in 2000, let's say, 8 or 9. And what I oh, remember oh. was that w- it was every afternoon there was... Uh, recitation of the rosary, there was a mass, mm-hmm. and then there was uh, some sort of prayer service afterward, either adoration yeah. of the Blessed Sacrament or veneration of the cross and some music in multiple languages. There was praise music, um, spiritual songs in multiple languages, uh, including uh, English, so it was nice. Um, and the church was jam-packed. Uh, oh. and it was like overflowing, and it was it was like off season, so it wasn't like summer, nice warm time. It was like kind of the colder uh, time of like February or March. Fe- I think it was February, but the church was flooded with people the entire time. And uh, anytime that someone got out of their pew to leave, another person would fill it in because there's people around the outside. Is that is that still happening out there? Is it a little less? Is it less uh, less people than that, or is it a lot of people when uh, you go? It's it's wonderful. There's so many people. Um, I don't know if at that point they had the entire gazebo set up behind St. James, but now there's room for, I think it's 10 or 15,000 people to partake 
in the daily services um, from the rosaries to adoration in the back of the church, in the open area, because obviously St. James, you know, everybody that's there cannot get into the church at all times. So you're saying there's a lot of people that go here. <laughs> also, yes. And it, um, you know, as Americans, we've been struggling, you know, with it the past few years, and wow, it was absolutely such a godsend with the Pope um, last May encouraging the bishops to encourage their people to go to Medjugorje. So there's great fruits that are coming from Medjugorje. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, as we come to the end, uh, everybody, if you're just joining anyway, this is Father Craig Vosick, your host. Been visiting with John and Pap Cosson, uh, John and Pam Cosson, about uh, pilgrimage to Medjugorje. And uh, we've been talking about it, their own experience that they take people on pilgrimage. You have one coming up this October. Can you give us the details uh, on this, I suppose we could say tentative trip, depending on how COVID goes? Yeah. But, uh, what, what are the details? Well, the pilgrimage is from October 7th to the 16th. Um, the plan is right now, um, like I said, you said, tentative. Pilgrims are just starting to come back. There are very few. Um, Father Paul Everly, who is now in Bowman, um, has agreed to be our spiritual director. And we start our our pilgrimage out with going to the Shrine of Our Lady of Lourdes. It's a little shrine outside of Split, Croatia. That's where we start. It's a replica of Lourdes. It's absolutely beautiful. And Father um, Everly will have a Mass for us there. Wonderful. And we'll proceed on to Medjugorje and then start with our program each day we have something on the program totally weather dependent. Yeah, sure. Because we can't do any climbing if it rains. And um, we, what, what we, ask, we tell people, don't do a lot of reading. If you haven't done a lot of reading about Medjugorje, don't start right before you go. Go with an <laughs> open heart. Just sure. Just experience yeah. what's going to happen to you. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, um, uh, Pam, I'm sorry to jump in here, but we actually are coming to the end of our segment. If people want to find out more, uh, they can contact you at 701-530-9310. Is that right? Correct. And then, Or you can go to info at marymission.com, and you can go to www.marymission.com to find out more and to, to uh, pursue this uh, pilgrimage October 7th through 16th this fall with the Cossins. Thank you so much uh, for being with us, John and Pam. Thanks for sharing about uh, Medjugorje. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. All right. God bless you. Uh, sorry we had to come to a quick end to our uh, interview about Medjugorje, but hopefully you can find out more information. We'll take a break, and we'll come back and recite the Holy Rosary together as a Real Presence Radio family. Stay with us. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.